Hey friends, welcome back to Live Music Part 2. Mm. What was the first concert you went to? First concert I went to, I think, was Aerosmith in Madison Square Garden in 1997. That is so sexy. Yeah, you know, it's no big deal. <laughs> That's a much better now, story. Here's, no, but here's, here's the funniest thing. Wait, 97? You were 18? Yeah. Jesus. Yep. It was uh, me and the girl I was dating. It was a birthday present. It might have been. Hmm. Or Christmas or something. It was like some event where it was like, hey. Wait, you dated somebody before me? Yeah. Don't worry about that, baby. <laughs> um, two tickets at Madison Square Garden. I mean, we were in mm-hmm. Jersey. Hopped the train right into Penn Station, which is right underneath Madison Square Garden. Um, got there early enough for the opener, which was Johnny Lang. Okay. I remember. Okay. I'm like, this stage looks piddly. Aerosmith is going to play there. And then I was like, oh, this is how concerts work. <laughs> Had no idea, right? This is how a concert so works. So we were like upper, upper, like 300 level deck in Madison Square Garden, right? Uh-huh. Which isn't a huge 20,000, which is big, but not like a football stadium's worth. Right. And I think they opened with Love in an Elevator. And I was just like immediately just like blown away i'm like this shit is fucking awesome like i yeah. don't know i don't really actually i know of this song i don't really know it uh-huh. i wasn't a huge fan but it's just like you know at that point aerosmith is like the beatles it's like yes. you go because you go. they're gonna be awesome i would go see there i would go see aerosmith anytime yeah totally and i remember i think even at one point during the show she might have asked if i wanted to like dance i was just like no <laughs> With How the, long had you been dating? With 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 the with the inflection of like, what in the hell are you asking me to do? That's just like, I don't know. Do you want to go shopping for groceries in this hayfield? Like, <laughs> no. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> and that was the thing that, that made her upset. I think a little bit afterwards, like a little like you know, because it's like seventeen, eighteen. So like, oh, insulted, hurt. Oh, I'm like, oh, so you, you clearly do not know. Who you Me? just went to a concert with. Right. You just did. Yeah. You mm-hmm. did not. You were not. I right. mean, you think you know, but you actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe That's why I was like, how long had you been dating? Maybe you weren't paying attention. I don't think it matters once you're under 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the show was awesome. It was a great show. I mean, it's Aerosmith, right? Yeah. How so could they were, they were They were fun. They were really mm-hmm. great. Yeah. How about you? Oh, I know your story. Yes. I like the story. Uh, my <laughs> first concert was Debbie Gibson. Oh, Okay. I was thinking of someone else who you saw with Nana. Oh, yeah. No, that was not my, my first concert was Debbie Gibson. And it was at Ithaca College. And this oh, wow. was when Debbie Gibson was like, had just stopped doing mall tours. Oh, oh, right? she got a record deal, huh? So she <laughs> had stopped doing mall tours. And... um, Oh, I'm, I remember it being a very big deal that she was actually going to play um at a venue venue you know like not in a mall food court kind of scenario (laughs) so uh we were going to the show and i it took days for me to figure out what i was going to wear which i remember every single piece of that outfit isn't that funny it's like the first time you go to this thing you're like what do i wear and you have that one like yeah definitely had that thought at a concert very even like the first time i saw like, even my second or third show. Oh, I mean, I asked you what I was going to wear to Metallica. You did. 
like wear a Metallica shirt. My sister even commented when I posted the picture of us at the show. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're wearing the shirt of the band you're going to go see. Don't be that guy. I'm like, we're over 40. We are that guy. We are those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I remember having a thought like the first time I saw this band, I'm like, what, what do people wear yeah. at this kind of band show? I don't know. And even like, I remember asking that to uh, Hal when before the first time he and Carrie and I went to the track, mm-hmm. like, what do you wear to the track? He's like, just dress like you're going to a J Crew photo shoot. <laughs> that's great amazing. advice. This is exactly that's exactly how you. That was perfection. It. Yeah. Good job, Hell Friday. <laughs> so, I got to this concert. I was wearing a, a very poofy, multi-layered black skirt with. Um, pink hot pink polka dots all over it it was really amazing at the college was it at like do you remember we went to a concert at the college yes we saw like was that where it was it was not oh okay that was, it was like not it was theater. in like a big gymnasium oh okay maybe like whatever their basketball yeah arena is or maybe whatever the, at that time i don't even know if it's the same building yeah, anymore that's true um and it was amazing and it was so loud mm. And I promptly decided I needed to take a nap on the bleachers. During the show? During the show. Wow. I just took a little nappy. It was late. I was tired. Debbie Gibson wasn't enough to get you, just keep you awake the rest of the show? You know, sometimes, like, when I think about stories from my childhood, I'm like, did I maybe have a touch of narcolepsy? Because (laughs) I was a child. Like, if there was ever any indication that I was going to have a lot of kapha, in my overall constitution, I would constantly fall asleep places. I would go under my desk in school and just take a nap under my desk like in, in gr- second grade. Like in grad school? I did that all the time. <laughs> and, and like my mother, I think, would get shit for it. Like the school would be like, you need to put her to bed earlier. Like she's not getting enough rest. She's going to sleep everywhere. <laughs> And my and mom would be like, she sleeps. She goes to bed at like seven o'clock at night. I just have always needed so much sleep. And so late things meant I was going to lay down and sleep eventually. God, we were meant for each we other. We were match made in heaven, honey. I, were, I wake up earlier than you. You do? I do. I wake up with the sun. Whenever the sun rises. Yep. I'm yep. so in tune with nature. Your pineal and pituitary gland must be so on point. It's... It's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged <laughs> pineal gland. <laughs> but I do think that our taste in music and what we have like love for it and also what we have aversion for has something to do with how we're raised. Mm. And also I think it, mm-hmm. it has to do with our DNA and just, you know, when you hear certain music and you feel it in your whole body. Um, yeah. I think it has to be a little deeper than I just enjoy this or this sounds pleasing to my ears. It's like, well, yeah, I mean like music is a lot of those times where you, it's like, especially your tastes early on as you're being formed. Mm -hmm. There's just some sort of tuning fork inside you. That's like, nope, this is my music. This is what I've been looking for. This is the sound that is, that, that is, that is kicking my soul in the nuts right now. This is it. I love that you just said tuning fork. Yeah. Because tuning forks are sound healing instruments. Yeah. It's like a tuning fork goes off in your heart and just, your balls and it just your <laughs> in your root chakra. Can we say that? Sure. Even though that would be second chakra. Your balls are not your root. No. But people think they are. I know. Duh. Who knew we were gonna land on this topic at the end of our podcast tonight? Or at the end? 
Yeah. What time is it? How much time we got? We're almost at time. What? What is the time? One hour. Let's keep going. All right. Yeah, let's just keep going. I mean, maybe this is a two-parter. Yeah. Yes, I felt that way hearing Smells Like Teen Spirit for the first time. Yeah. At like 11 or 10 years old. I remember my friend Brian. This was at a school dance. This was like seventh grade. And he had told me about this song before and I had not ever heard it. And then like as a song, we were at a dance, St. Gregory the Great Elementary School. <laughs> Matt O'Neill and Brian Shanklin kicking ass. Taking names at this dance. Not dancing though. Um, we Well, once we heard... Once heard you that, heard, we heard that opening like riff of Smelling Spirit. He's like, this is the song I was talking about. I'm like, oh. like, And because of the name of the song, I think I was anticipating something else, something more poppy, uh-huh. something more you know, mainstream pop yeah. music. I was like, okay, I trust you, but whatever. You know. He's like, no, this is the song. And then the riff started, and then the riff kept going, and the you know, Kirk hits the pedal, and the distortion kicks. I'm like, oh, okay. This is also what I'm looking for. Thank mm-hmm. you, Brian. This is, yes, this is exactly it. And, you know, yeah, another kind of like check in the box of like, oh, music that sets your soul on fire sounds like this. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 That's really funny. He did that with me. He, well, he had an older brother who was probably four or five years older than mm. him. So he was like, he knew about Guns N' Roses. He knew about Metallica, Def Leppard, you know, from his older brother. And, He's like, you got to hear this song. They yeah. play so. He, this is a separate story. This isn't even before. He's like, this is we're just hanging at his house, and he's like, you got to hear this song. They play so fast. I'm like, all right, what's it called? He's like, it's called One. He's like, it's by Metallica, and he's like, and then we're hearing the song, and it's like, of course, you know, Metallica, so early Metallica. It's a seven minute song. Hearing this when I'm like eleven, and it's going, it's going. It's like, no, here it comes, and it's the end. Where it's just like, you know, they. It's like the after they're like darkness imprisoning me. And it's like the guitar is like I'm like and he's like this is insane. I'm like I know this is insane. It's like two eleven year olds losing their goddamn mind over a Metallica tape. And poor Mrs. Shanklin is probably just like boys. What what are you doing? Oh my god, yeah. this is amazing. This yeah. is amazing. I was going. Um, I had the, a similar experience with Pearl Jam. Ooh. Um, oh okay. In sixth grade, and I first heard. 10 Pearl Jam 10 and yeah. you know put I got I received the tape for my birthday had no idea like um so that's November of 91 that came out in August 91 mm-hmm. so it's probably how old do you in 11 I was or, I just turned 11 oh really 91 mm-hmm. oh yeah okay wow. so it was my 11th birthday nice and you know, someone was like, this is this is it. Like, this is going to be the band of our generation. And I was like, that was Brit. And I was like, what are you saying right now? Like, I don't what know is what that? those words mean. I was mean. like, we listened to the Indigo Girls. <laughs> what are you talking about? And um, uh, put this in my ridiculous little boombox. And my my heart exploded. Like... Was that the first you had heard them? Well, that's what, the first I remember hearing them. Yes. Okay. So my friends were like, oh, they played this at the dance. I was like, I wasn't fucking listening at the dance. Right, like yeah. I was probably making myself faint in the bathroom or trying to kiss somebody. Me? All right. Hold on. 
I'm not saying right now. Okay. But we're going to put a pin in that. The fainting? And circle back. Okay. Because that needs some explanation. Strange, strange middle school behavior. Is it stranger than eating Tide Pods? I would say it's probably the same and less harmful, maybe? And truth be told, it was similar to Kundalini Yoga. Yeah, there's no way in hell. Listen, so you lean up against the bathroom door or the bathroom wall. Somebody would usually lean up, lean up against the bathroom door, though, so that teachers couldn't come in. So you lean up against the wall. So this 98-pound girl is going to keep yeah. someone We're from coming to keep in the, the teacher store. from coming okay. in the bathroom. Gotcha. Logic checks out. Go ahead. Fold forward okay. so that you're like in forward fold. Your head is hanging. All the blood is rushing to your head. Yeah. And hyperventilate. Let- so on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of hyperventilation. When like you start to get tingly and you feel like you're going to fall over, you stand up really, really fast, and you push on your throat. What the hell is the matter with you? (laughs) Until you collapse. And somebody has to be there to catch you so that you don't like hit the bathroom floor. So I'm telling you. Are you you guys like that Kiefer Sutherland movie Flatliners? I don't know if I've seen that movie. It's like they they induce death or whatever. It's like see what's on the other side and then they like immediately like wake them up with like the defibrillators or wow. something like that. I mean sort of like it was it was a no it, it was uh, equally as stupid. asphyxiation for sure. Oh and anyway. Uh so I did not hear this Pearl Jam song that was played at the dance. And I think it was Jeremy that was played. I think that was my first it, well, it's tough because I don't know if my first exposure might have been Even Flow, the video. Yeah. That might have been before Jeremy. But mom Jeremy was had the said one. no more MTV at this point. Oh, man, what a poser. Your mom's getting in the way of your MTV. I know. What an 80s sentence. That's I know. Great. And it's weird because <laughs> mom... My, my mom said no more MTV. <laughs> <laughs> well, and mom wasn't like super, you know, sensory about things. Like she wasn't like this language, blah, 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 blah. Like I could definitely drop F-bombs in sixth grade if I wanted to. I don't to. know how your mother, knowing what I know about her, was like, I don't know about this MTV. She was just like, it is, it was like violent. It was anything that had to do with violence. She didn't want me to watch. It was like, I could watch all the things about sex. Oh, but the so you violence to watch, is like, where she would. Spring break 92. <laughs> She wouldn't MTV draw the line. Beach house. <laughs> what violence was on MTV? Violence in videos and, you know, mm. I, who knows? Okay. So she was on, she went through this little thing when I was in sixth and seventh grade. She was a women's studies major. She probably read something somewhere about the violence that women are exposed to as small girls Jesus or something. And, and that. She would have been anti D&D too. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I mean, maybe. Um so I I had I had not experienced even flow. I am pretty sure it was Jeremy, which I love that song, but it wasn't like it doesn't initially hit you mm. the way that yeah. even flow does or or once. Like Well, yeah, I mean that's a uh, if your first exposure was the album 10, it's like here listen to this. The right. first song is once. Right. Which is great. Um but that's just surprising because I just assumed it was either even flow. Jeremy slaps for me. That was just like Yeah. Yeah. That whole, I mean, the video is great, but like, oh, yeah, the, the whole song is the opening guitar. The, like, I think that's a twelve. And Jeremy, yes, I think that's a twelve-string bass. Like, I still get yeah. goosebumps all over yeah. when I hear that. Um, so it was once, 
And Great, yeah. And I remember um, everybody else falling asleep at my sleepover that night. And I went into the spare bedroom and with my little pink <laughs> tape player <laughs> that had a strap on it so you could carry it like a purse. Nice. Uh, went in there and put a blanket over my head because that was going to like keep Lock other people sound. from hearing things. And I just listened to once over and over and over. You didn't again. even go to the next song. I well, I, we did. We listened to the whole album at the at the oh, party. Okay, okay. But I don't know what I don't know what it was about that. I just was like, my heart exploded. Well, I mean, if you like the opening bass line to Jeremy, once before the guitars kick in, there's like a a slow bass line. Yeah, that starts the song, and then it's like it's kind of like slow, but then the that like D minor variation kind of kicks in and starts that song. Yeah, it makes sense. And his his voice in that. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's not fair. He's Damn. his voice is remarkable. It is remarkable. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I remember that that album being a big thing. Even when I was like, it must be eighth grade. Mm-hmm. It was just huge. And then remember, I think it. I mean, the album came out earlier, but we were like, we found it in eighth grade. And I think I was a freshman when Versus came out, the next one, and that was a big deal with yep. like. Friends at my lunch table on our bus, it's like Pearl Jam's next album's coming out. Yep. Er, er, er. And so like we made sure like we had it and listening to it. And it was like one of those cool moments, you know, pop culture moments where like the next band's coming out, like right. the next album, the yes. next movie, where it's like, Oh, we can't wait for this to come out. Where we're were all, you in time when Versus where were you came when out? Versus, I was in Notre Dame High School's cafeteria <laughs> listening to uh Go. I think that's the, mm. the opening song on that mm-hmm. album. Um yeah, Pearl Jam lost me for a little bit in after Vitology. Yeah. Because happens. And it wasn't even the band. It was that it was still like radio. So Better Man. Mm-hmm. Um there's another one off that album that just was overplayed in my opinion. Is that the one that was like um what was the <sighs> Oh, I can't even it was played over where oh where can my baby oh, that was, be? That was last kiss. That was like ninety nine. That was ninety nine. Because that yeah. was another one that was like, oh my god, if I hear this yeah. one more damn time on the radio, yeah. I'm gonna stab somebody. Oh my god. Yeah, better man. And there was something else from that album that I'm like, I'm sick of hearing this. And it wasn't even that I didn't like it. I'm like, I'm tired of hearing this. Please stop. So like, I dropped Pearl Jam from ninety five or four because you and- went hardcore. No, I was always hardcore. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Um, but it was my late junior year, no, sophomore year in college. Um, I was meeting other people to live with for the next year. And we went to go check out like, oh, this is the dorm complex we're going to live in. It's a suite. And he was like, oh, there's a Pearl Jam poster there. You like Pearl Jam? And I was like, I did. Don't anymore. They lost me here. And he's like, no, no, no. You've got to give him another shot. So, like, and we were already friends. And then it was, I think, maybe the day before my birthday in the year 2000, he and I and another one of our roommates went to go see them at Jones Beach. And it was the first time. I knew so few songs. I knew 10. And I knew 10 in verses, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they played so much from other albums that I didn't know. Um, but then, like, got back into them and rediscovered, like, uh, yield and no code and got super into those that was the year they like released all of their live shows on cd 
in like two legs of like the tour. So I bought, of course, like a dozen of them. Became a huge Pearl Jam fan then. Um, but yeah, got back into it. But yeah, I totally lost them for a second. Didn't really get into like super, was always a metal fan. Like mm-hmm. really like Metallica, Megadeth, Alice in Chains isn't really quote unquote metal. Like they're more, I guess, grungish. Soundgarden was also okay. big. But like it was really like two, after I graduated college when I was like, children of Bodom, like give me the norwegian scandinavian <laughs> speed metal because those guys are speaking my language right now wow. they were well like the the riffs were like really heavy but they also had good melodies too mm-hmm. it wasn't just like i wasn't always for like the guttural screaming but dug it when they actually would sing and the riffs were good too um would you have gone to a slayer concert yeah yeah i would go to a slayer concert i mean they're not they retired they're not right. touring anymore like I said, I mean, my taste in music is so like random and wide and it doesn't, you know, like I could, my freshman year of high school, I was bouncing from uh, Nine Inch Nails yeah. pretty much nonstop to uh, Broadway musicals. <laughs> Oh, totally. Like, was like, was that when? Um, oh, what's that album by Nine Inch Nails? Not Pretty Hate Machine. What's the one after that? Downward Spiral. Downward Spiral. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Downward Spiral. Yeah, it's a really good one. And um, oh, totally. Like, I would listen to Pretty Hate Machine and then go listen to Phantom of the Opera. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then you know, absolutely loved TLC and. <laughs> I, I just could not get enough of, you know, really random mixes of genres of music. I guess that's the right word. Uh, and it didn't seem to, like, go together or make any sense. And, like, it, I think it was always shocking when people would come over to my house and look at, like, you know, what my CD collection was. Oof, remember those things? Starting to be. Um, I also really, really have always loved movie soundtracks. Same. And uh, oh, wait, are we talking about probably talking? You're thinking of like a list of songs that are in a movie, like a list of songs by bands that are in the movie, not like the musical score to the movie. Both. Oh, okay. What Both. were you talking about right now? Um, well, soundtrack? I was talking about uh listening to the Pulp Fiction soundtrack and the Natural uh, Born Killers soundtrack yeah. like over and over and over and over. I haven't over listened over. to Natural Born Killers in a long time. Oh my God. Is it good? So good. Better than Pulp Fiction? I think that given your taste in music, oh. you would actually like a lot more on the Natural Born Killers soundtrack. Really? Okay. I mean, it's been so long since I've seen that movie and had that on my radar. So I don't even yeah. remember. Yeah. Okay. Um. So there, there just isn't... I. I I can't think of a concert that I would be like, I'm not, I don't want to go to that because of the reasons that I said before. It's yeah. like, you get to watch people do what they love and yeah. they have so much passion around. And then you get to watch people appreciating and loving this yeah. art that people are making. So yeah. I saw Slayer a handful of times from 2001, probably into 2004 or three. I had a Slayer t-shirt from a concert I went to in 2003. Did you throw it out? Honey, I would never throw out a concert t-shirt. Are you insane? I don't know where that is. I lost it. It was so dope. Um, but they were 
Yeah. Oh, they were fun for people watching. They were fun mm-hmm. for like if you enjoy heavy music at all. And also because usually the opening bands were also like other metal bands that I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Like I think I saw Arch Enemy open for Slayer, which was amazing. Um I also saw a band I really liked, can't remember what the name was, open for Black Label Society, which was Zach Wilde, who played guitars for Ozzy Osbourne. Mm. That was super cool. I saw Children of Bodom, which was this metal band from Sweden, until like their lead singer guitarist died a couple years ago. And I did yeah. love living near the capital region because mm. there was a lot of like smaller music venues where up and coming artists would go and play and you'd get to like watch them. And I'm a big singer songwriter fan. So, uh, you know, Tyrone Wells and Amos Lee and Stephen Kellogg and all like, I love all of that. It's so sweet. I definitely rode the whole jewel train all the way through the nineties, like ad nauseum, every single song, every single album, no skips. I can appreciate that. Loved Jewel. I did not ride the Jewel train. <laughs> I can't imagine when why. You say, when you say singer-songwriter, I would totally go and watch something like that nowadays. I think when I was, it was either late high school or first year college, I was invited to go see this friend of a friend who plays guitar at like a cafe, and he's just him and his guitar. And I just remember being so incredibly bored. And so Matt just O'Neill like doesn't get bored. Well, Matt O'Neill now doesn't, but the unenlightened Matt O'Neill did. <laughs> the enlightened Matt O'Neill does not get bored. Okay, settle down. Clearly, it's Virgo season. Yeah, it's <laughs> the season that everyone wishes it was all the time. You know how much shit would get done if it was always Virgo season? It would be quiet, mm. and things would get done and checked off lists. Mm-hmm. People would move slower, maybe less interesting. Anyway, it was. You ever be in a situation where you were, I can recognize that I was unable to like be in something that was not my jam or outside of my comfort zone. I'm like, absolutely. Like, I, I like, yep. I'm not enjoying this at all. And the not enjoying is making me so annoyed. <laughs> and like, if I can go back in time, if I can be myself right now and go watch this person play guitar and sing, I'd be like, this is enjoyable. Like, this right. is amazing. Yeah. But me at 20, will- 19 maybe uh-huh. i'm like this is not my music i don't want to spend time doing this this is just like ugh. yeah wow. Um, wow i don't know you know what concert i saw a random concert i saw in my mid-20s what the bacon brothers i don't know who they are kevin bacon's band oh no shit uh-huh oh that's probably fucking cool it was amazing it was it was amazing i got to go backstage how'd you do that I knew the police officer that was doing security backstage. <laughs> okay. And I just went, mm. <laughs> yeah. And I got to go backstage and I got to be right there next to Kevin Bacon doing his cutesiness. Wow. It's like six degrees or seven degrees to Kevin Bacon. You're like, I'm right there. You're like two or three. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He was like, I like your dancing. And I was like, I just pooped my pants right now. That's what just happened. And I can't talk to Thank some, you, Mr. Bacon. I can't talk to... Like, I probably could now. I don't know. I really used to struggle with talking to celebrities. So like meeting someone... How many celebrities do you run into now that you're like, <laughs> I'm confident and comfortable with this? So meeting someone that was like us, let alone Kevin freaking Bacon, I was just like, huh. Like, 
like no sound could come out. It was like the first time I tried to talk to you in your classroom. I just couldn't pull it together. Wow. I know. Wow. That's well, first of all, high praise and like why? Couldn't talk to you. It makes no sense to me. You're so intimidating or just I like probably Kevin had, Bacon. There's probably three or four people listening to this <laughs> who are like, what were you worried about? <laughs> this idiot. Why? But you know what? You know what's so funny? Um, we're I'm in a little bit talking out of school here, and I don't think the Francine would care. But I have such a distinct memory when Francine <laughs> and Josh first met, and Francine was like, Do you think I can ask Josh out? Like, like what do you think he's gonna say and like do you think he's like gonna be interested and like my brain was just like your brain shut down and me in the back room right if he's like what if what if he says no then he's a dumbass then he's a dumbass francine and he's not gonna say no so why are you overthinking that but whenever i think about that story i remember so clearly saying to like my coworker jen letourneau Mm. i was like i can't I can't even talk to this man. Like, I go up to your classroom and I, 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 I uh, book, please. Uh, I mean, a tweed jacket goes a long way, apparently. This is elbow patches, oh my man. God. You know what? Was it the jacket or the sweater? Because if it was the sweater, those patches were functional. I had missed No, a- because the sweater patches had- got sewn on when we were together. Ah, yeah. Miss Esty, Judy yes. Esty said that for me. The home ec like, teacher oh, sewed on his elbow patches for Esty, him. Can you show me this? I actually think that it was the vest. Yes. I. If the vest is a loose cut in the front, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it means it gives me room for my belly, mm-hmm. but it also showcases my useful shoulders. It showcased those shoulders and it made it impossible for me to talk. The shoulders of a useful person. So you and Kevin Bacon rendered me speechless. All right. All right. good stuff. Uh, You mentioned combining musical genres. Have you listened to the Judgment Night soundtrack? No. Oh my God. This is an amazing movie. All right. It's a movie from like 90, 93. Okay. And the movie... I don't even remember. It's like Emilio Estevez. I want to say Dennis Leary might be in it. I think it's something like someone uh, like uh, Emilio Estevez, like witnesses a crime or something gets roped into like, you know, intrigue underground of whatever city, whatever. Sounds and like he, an like, Emilio right. Estevez scenario. It's a cool movie, but the soundtrack is even better because it's like every track is basically a rap artist with a, rock slash metal artist okay they either wrote a song together or covered a song like slayer and ice t play a song which is amazing i'm already in sonic youth and cypress hill mud honey and sir mix a lot pearl jam and cypress hill oh my god yeah it's really good you should check it out we should check it out let's do it yeah Let's um one more other thing was that i had a thought about you talked about what you did in the bathrooms in middle school where you choked each other out for I don't even fucking know why. <laughs> One thing we did, uh, this has got to be sixth or seventh grade, and it must have been at lunch because like we were all there. It wasn't like oh, like two people snuck out of class or asked to go to the bathroom or one person. This mm-hmm. was like the in, this is a dozen, fifteen, sixth or seventh grade boys are in the oh bathroom. God. Fresh hell. Yeah, and. I don't think anyone was purposely guarding the door. I mean, this is an elementary school, so there were not a lot or any male teachers that would just barge <laughs> into the men, the boys' restroom, right? Right, without being like someone's in trouble, blah blah blah. Right. 
We pretty much set up a fight club. Wow. Where there would be a... It seemed like there was a lot of space, but I was probably 10. So there's a ring of boys just standing in this open space. <laughs> I don't know how anyone was chosen, but two people would be thrown into the center of this thing. And there wouldn't be like outright like fighting, like face punching. It's more like... It was, like grappling? It was glorified grab ass. Oh my God. But this happened with some regularity. I want to say days. <laughs> it def- It was more than one day. It might have been more than two days. We're like, we're doing this, okay? At lunchtime, everyone go in there. And two random Joes are just going to do it. They're just going to grapple and wrestle. I mean, it wasn't like out of like Edward Norton with what's that, Jared Leto? It wasn't like that. Okay. But it was more of just like wrestling around a little bit until, I don't Giving know. Giving each other noogies. I don't know. No, definitely wasn't noogies. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't that friendly. Until I don't even know how it ended, who called it. There was no tapping out. There was no tapping out at St. Greg's. You don't tap out. You pass out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we did the same thing. At, we do it at middle school, but without right. the fighting without first. The we violence. just passed out. Yeah. Weird. Children really, are weird. Really, really weird. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Uh, one more thing I was thinking of is that, have I entered the Vata time in my life? No. No. Mm-mm. Is that good? Well, I mean, like your your vata will increase as you get older, but you won't like enter vata time till you're like 60. Dope. So the other story about men in general talking more than women. Now, this may prove your point mm-hmm. because I was playing golf, you know, <laughs> I teed off by myself at six in the morning. Like one does. I was finishing off 18 at 8.15. Driving in my car on two separate occasions. One occasion, um, there must have, there a tournament or some outing must have been starting around nine. Parking lot was filling up, mostly old dudes getting their clubs, getting their carts, partners yeah. warming up and stuff like that. Probably fifteen to twenty old dudes. Okay, and like they were just sprinkled around the parking lot. In random carts and just standing in random places. It's like if you had to set up a scene, it's like here are, you know, 20 characters and just like if you just had them in your hand, just sprinkle them. Yeah, they're throw like them. extras on a There's set. Extras, just throw them in where they land. Non-playing that's, characters. There's NPCs. Just just <laughs> drop them anywhere and that's where they are going to be for the scene. Mm-hmm. And it was just at random. And they were all, every one of them was talking to two other people at the same time. Checks just out. just talking. And blah. And I try to drive to the back of my car, get my stuff out, put it in the trunk, drive the cart to where you're supposed to park it, then walk over to my car and leave. And in between all of those stops, there are no fewer than four old dudes in my way that have to move because they are talking to two other dudes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is senior men social hour. Well, I mean, think about where we used to live and the Stewart's shops. Yeah. It was just like old man conventions so sitting weird. either outside at tables or inside at tables. Well, the weird part for me is talking. Like, if I'm going to prepare to play a round of golf, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I want to loosen up. Honey, I don't think that I that is stretch. the norm. I want to, if there's a range and I can hit some balls just to get <laughs> loose, I can maybe putt to see how the greens are going to read that day. And like, I know to not take this seriously. 
but I don't want anyone to talk he to me. He says as he takes it seriously. I don't. Uh, uh, I take it seriously enough. You for read my books th- about golf. Well, yeah. You have apps about golf. But like, if I hit a shot into the woods, I'm not like, my round is over. I'm a horrible person. Well, this is whatever. That's because I'm like. you're an adult with <laughs> perspective, right? Because this is all stupid and meaningless. Like, you can take something seriously. Like, this is the yogic concept of a hundred percent engagement and a hundred percent non-attachment it's the two wings you have to have both you can be a hundred percent invested and engaged in something and if it doesn't go the way that your tiny little human brain thought it might go you can be like i don't actually have control over anything and this means nothing in the bigger scheme of things i mean and actually now the preparation beforehand is more just it's more physical where like i would just like to be sore i don't want to be sore i don't want to hurt myself yeah a, because it takes longer to recover, and B, hurting myself means I can't do the thing I want to do in the six months of the year I get to do it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to take care of myself. But there's so much talking. So much talking. <laughs> so then there's that day. There's another day a couple weeks later. Same thing. I'm finishing up around. Look at the parking lot. Parking lot's filling up. There's cars. There's carts all over the place. There's must be some event or tournament, whatever. But as I drive my cart from the 18th green to my car, I notice there are significantly more women than I really see. In fact, they're all women. In fact, they all look they're like they're women 55 and up. Mm-hmm. Like this is the Mimi's tournament. Mm-hmm. And it, you could hear a pin drop in that parking lot. It was so quiet. The Mimi's like, there was some like, hey, are you going to be in this car with this person? Okay, I'll ride with her. And then there's some Mimi's putting. Then there's some Mimi's loosening up. Mm-hmm. Like these memes are in business to do business. And I want to play with them. I can tell you what my theory is about this. Please tell me. My theory about this is that when the pop pops go to play golf, they have zero awareness or concern about time because they're just going to play golf until they're done playing golf. And then they're going to go home and they're going to goof around for the rest of the day. They're going to get on a lawnmower. Or they're going to talk about the rain or they're going to be like, the neighbor's grass is greener than my grass and I I got to do something about it. I did see a tweet that said 90% of being a father is keeping the family updated on the weather. Yes. So the pop-ups, you know, huge list of tasks that they need to do as, you know, we're assuming are retired humans, right? Is they, they're going to go home. So when that happens, it doesn't matter. Whereas those Mimis, they got a time frame. Mm. They got to play golf. They are going to then go to, out to lunch afterwards with each other. And maybe they'll do some talking there because that's what you do at lunch. And then they've got to go home. And there is a specific list of tasks that needs to get done so that, that when they go to bed that night, they don't lay there with their eyeballs open thinking about all the things that they didn't do mm. throughout the day. So Mimis are about that schedule. <laughs> Mimis have the efficiency that I'm looking forward to. Because... They have the awareness that like their whole life, they still are, you know, looking out for and managing other like human beings. If I had a golf group that would satisfy me, I'd be like Raymond Holt in that episode where he has to go <laughs> undercover or like and he's walking he's with the old go ladies on uh, witness protection uh-huh. in William in Florida. Yep. Yeah, that yep. would be that would be who would be in my group. That's your wheelhouse, man. I mean, I always knew you were going to get a job if you had an interview with a woman who was around the age of 60 or older. Like it was like, there's, this is a no brainer, no brainer. 
No brainer. Uh, I don't know. How does that how does that skew as I get older? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, don't. I mean, all that skews is that they might be having other thoughts aside from I would like this young no, man I mean, to like, work for me. But like, yeah, but like, okay, if I interview for a job in a few years, I'm not that that difference between 50 and 60 and where I will be is shrinking. I don't think it will matter. Oh, you think my charm is endless and ageless? Yep, I do. Ah! I do, I do. I think you've got that like old school classic energy vibe going on too. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh. We can unpack that later. We we can. <laughs> uh, any, other, any other hot takes on live music? Other music? I'm like just... Bands you want to see, bands we didn't... But well, like, I uh, want to see Pearl Jam, and yeah. I don't understand why tickets are $2,000. Seriously. Um, Pretty ironic for a band that tried to sue Ticketmaster. It's very know. disheartening. Very disheartening. I am trying to tell myself that it's because this was the tour that was supposed to happen in 2020, and there's not very many tickets left. Yeah, and who so, knows why? I don't know. You know, supply and demand or some shit, the but good it's thing very about, sad. The, the really good thing about Pearl Jam is that they are or have been really good, like almost two to three years, every two to three years is an album and a tour, almost since they started in 91. Mm. Like they got like 13 albums. Like there was a break with the pandemic, like an album came out in like March of 2020. Yeah. So like maybe they're getting back, maybe an album's coming soon in the year or so, I don't know. Like they, they've been pretty consistent and pretty regular about yeah. sticking together and making music. So let's not hold, let's not throw out all chances of hope. I, I'm not. I'm not throwing out my hope yeah. around seeing Pearl Jam. Yeah. Um, and I wish I caught Allison Chains when they went to go to. They were in Syracuse. Uh, I think uh, we missed them. That's why I was like, "Hey, do you want to go see them in Massachusetts on the way to on uh, September?" But that wouldn't really work. Oh yeah. Oh, we we might be able to see Amon and Marth. The Scandinavian metal band. I would go see Amon and Martha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we see them in December 1st in New York. Yeah. On December 2nd, we have tickets for the game board convention in Philly. Oh. oh. Yeah. So we're just going to. This might be a East Coast tour for we're us. We're going to zip down to Philly from Maybe. New York. Wow. Well, look at us go. We can do it. I mean, it's a possibility. Look at us. Yeah. Um. Oh, I just thought about this. Other, like, I really. <laughs> I would really love to see Stevie Nicks. Sure. She's still tour? I don't know. She's, I mean, she's got a lot of holes in her nose from all the coke she did. Wow. Wow. No, I'm like not kidding. Honey. She like couldn't. I don't think that you can say that when, uh, like (laughs) Aerosmith still performs, like, mm, they're old thing. True. I would have given anything to see Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Um, And oh, there was another, there was another thought I had about a band, and I'm I'm totally drawing a blank on it. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's gone. It's gone. Um, well, what we need to do is we need to find the bands we like, and like hit up. Like we should just go look. Like think of all the bands we like to see, and just go look because we never know when they're going on tour. Like I think Gaelic Storm. They just posted something like they're going back on tour again. Like they tour all the time. Oh yeah. So I think they no, took a break. Stevie Nicks is performing because she's performing like outside of Boston, I oh. think, in Foxborough Stadium. Oh Jesus. Like Foxborough? when we're gonna be there. Foxborough. The place it's, is huge. When we're gonna be 
in Provincetown. That's where Allison Chains is going to be. Well, shit. Well, we have some decisions to make. Well, don't we? Well, we do. All right. <laughs> well, for an updated list of bands we're going to go see, I'm sure we'll talk about them. When Keep we following do. our Instagram. Follow the gram. We'll post some some updates. Post some Metallica photos because they were amazing they and were epic. Amazing. And they were epic. Yeah, I had to be in charge of pho- photography that night. You did. I was in the wild wow and now. You were. I'm you like, really were. And I needed that. I wanted that for you. And so I was like, I, he's going to want these photos. Yes, I did scroll through them again. I'm like, I'm really glad we have these. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. When they opened the show with Whiplash, I'm like, yeah. okay, didn't see this coming. I'm paying attention now. All right. This is a two-parter. You think so? We talk, how long are we talking? Hour and 37 minutes. Oh, this 40, that's 100 minutes. Oh. So this is, yes, this is two episodes. All right. Two-parter. We haven't done this in a while. Good. We're prepped for next week already. Look at us. This is like a teacher when you don't get through <laughs> when all you of overplan. Your, when you don't get through your lesson, you're like, oh, man, I didn't get through what I wanted to cover. Oh, no. You I don't, don't have to do shit tonight. You don't think of that. You think, sweet, I'm already planned for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was always planned for tomorrow. Uh, I was never planned for tomorrow until that morning. Dear God, that uh, would have made me oh, not it, sleep. It uh, it did that to me too. Uh-uh. Let's talk about that later. This is Matt. This is Jeannie. Thank you, everyone.